Welcome to the DKH2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and we've got a lot to talk about here. But first, of course, you're listening to the DK Sports Radio Network. If you're not subscribed to it, get on it. What you doing? We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. We cover the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, Duquesne, Robert Moores, and we got all different sorts of shows to subscribe to here. Again, I'm Chris Carter, the Pitt beat writer for DKPittsburghSports.com. We're going to lead off with some hoops because, man, Pitt's going through it. And I warned you guys, I warned you guys last week, this was going to be the test. We were excited, we were excited about Duke. And, I mean, I didn't need to warn you because you're a Pitt fan. You know what Pitt goes through. You know about pitting. As soon as you beat a really good team, look around the corner, bad loss might be coming. And you felt it was. And they almost pulled themselves out of it, but they lost to Wake Forest. They lost to Duke. Or not Duke, excuse me. North Carolina. North Carolina was an expected loss. That was actually a matchup that I was not looking at to as a good one for Pitt. North Carolina has a rotation of bigs in their front court that is very difficult to stop when you don't have any bigs that you can rely on. I, I really like Abdul Kareem Koulibaly. I think he's a tough dude. I don't think he's a starting center in this league. He's a, he, he'd be a nice power forward if you were coming off or, you know if he was coming off the bench and giving some guys some relief. But Pitt does not have a true big man to dominate the paint. And cool again, Koulibaly will fight for you. He'll get some things done. He'll get him the occasional and ones, but when, whenever North Carolina was in trouble, just give it to Armando Baycott in the post against uh, Koulibaly, and it was a wrap. And it be, you know, and then the rebounds were a problem. He could he wasn't able to really change the game in that regard. They, they need a true big in that sense. But you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Now the biggest thing for Pitt is they need to find answers and start working it throughout the week to make sure that they're more consistent. Now, Jeff Capel made it very clear he was not happy with the process or with the practices that were going that were going into the Wake Forest game. Uh, you know, we talked about that being a worry because Xavier Johnson and Audis Tony uh, were both, you know, not happy as well. They were like, yeah, Coach was, was pretty ticked off on Thursday when we practiced before the Wake Forest game. And then that led to the bad Wake Forest game. And then, and, and again, this is what Justin Champagne said they didn't want to get into. And, and you know, you, you lose one game that you that you think you shouldn't lose, and then it rolls into another one, and that loss rolls into another one, and then you're you you're the 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 eight and two start that you had is now eight and four, and now you you're, you're going into the rest of your ACC schedule. They got Notre Dame this Saturday. After Notre Dame, they're playing three of the top four teams in the ACC back to back to back. And that's not to feel sorry for them. That's just that's that's the reality. That's the hole that you've dug yourself in when you lose a game like Wake Forest. They could be nine and three right now, five and two in the ACC, and sitting pretty right now. Instead, they're eight and four, four and three in the conference, and it's looking rough. But this is where somebody's got to dig in. This is where somebody has to has to look at and challenge and, and challenge themselves to step up in for the for the team. In that game against North Carolina, when those bigs were dominating the paint the way they were, they took away the slashing that Pitt likes to do. Audis Tony had zero points in the first half, finished with eight. Xavier Johnson finished with seven. It, it we've talked all season about how Pitt has a big three with Johnson and Tony and Champagny. Well, the big three became a big one because Champagny still got his points. He had another double double, not those two. And and listen. 
I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I hate Xavier Johnson. He stinks. And da, 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 da. Xavier's coming and bringing his, his full effort. He just gets real frustrated in his head sometimes. He's not the dude. He's a dude. He's a, I, think he's, I think he's good to have on your team, but he's not the catalyst. And I think needing for him to be the catalyst is the problem in the first place. I think that he can help facilitate a little bit. His explosiveness is really exciting to watch. But but he needs to be part of a balanced system that can allow him to use his uh, his skills right. But he's not a consistent outside shooter, and um, they they got to get back into their system. That's where that's where this team needs to go. Now the other part of this is that they need some of these freshmen to start stepping up too. And, and you know everyone's wondering, well, Chris, why aren't they using the freshmen? Noah Collier and William Jeffers haven't played in three games. And that is that is disturbing. But maybe, just maybe, part of what's happening here is that those are the guys that Jeff Capel is saying he's unhappy with in practices. Maybe they're the ones that are slacking off or thinking, hey, it's okay, we, you know, we're 8-2, we're, we're, we're doing just fine, and not knowing that they need to step up every week. And Justice Champetti said it. And he he seems to get it. I you know that's why he's he's doing what he's doing. He went four or five from three pointers. And honestly, Pitt as as exciting as it is to see him hit those those three pointers, I get the sense I'm still adjusting to college basketball and the uh, and, and and covering it consistently because I've always followed it and I've always loved it. But I get the sense that the biggest things that he needed to improve on to be a real NBA prospect was his was his ball handling so that he could take people down. Uh, down on his drives and get into the get to the well, and his in his deep shooting, and in his last three games he's been pretty elite with his, with his three pointer. So if I'm an NBA team and I see that, I'm like, man, that's gonna be a problem. And I can tell you right now, there I there was an NBA scout in attendance at that North Carolina game, and even while his team was you know getting handled by in a ten point loss, he was getting his. Heck, he made the Sports Center top ten with his dunk that he had, where he, he went he went to the hole and and you know he, he got the pit bench up and helped try to kickstart a comeback. But somebody else has got to step up. We know that Justin Champagne is going to step up. He, that's what he does. He lives off he lives off those moments. What we need to see is Xavier understanding that he needs to calm it down when the, when the going gets tough. Because we we've seen him when when the when the Panthers are in control, he sees the he sees the floor, he makes the pass, he gets things going, he figures it out. But when things get tough and the other team's cutting off what what Pitt expects, and they're digging into him and they're and they're making plays on the other end, he starts to get you know frazzled and he needs he needs and that's when he needs to calm down and keep looking and keep working the system, or have other systems to work. And the thing is, I know that Jeff Capel is teaching him this because whenever he starts to do this, he goes, Capel's like, what, you like, calm down. He goes right to him. He's like, get back to what we worked on. And it's funny enough, but oftentimes when they make their comebacks against these teams that are outplaying them and getting these pushes to put them back in competition, it's when Xavier Johnson calms down. But again, they need someone to step up. Now, there's Ithiel Horton, who I think that he has potential. But he has to become a more consistent shooter. He can't be a guy who is just, um, he, he can't be a guy who, who's just an outside shooter if that's all he's going to do and he's not going to do it consistently. Because he's not a very good defender. He's not a he's not a driver. He's not a post player. Um, Jeff Capel's already said they don't want him bringing up the court 
bring the ball up the court, that's where, um, that's where I'm like, uh, you know, he, if he's going to be something, he's got to be a sniper and he's got to be a better sniper than he is now. But I really think if someone else steps up, even just a second person with Champagny to, to stop this losing streak and get ready for this tough string of games, we're going to play Louisville, Virginia Tech, um, and Florida State in the, in the, in the, in the early week of, of, of February. They could, they could stand a chance in those games. The problem will be if Justin Champagny goes into those games and he's the only guy, teams are going to work to take him away, double him, and then you're going and then you're going to need someone else to step up in those moments. Cuz more teams are going to have bigs. Now nobody's bigs are like North Carolina's in the ACC. They're the best rebounding team in the ACC. Uh, uh and it's funny enough but Pitt is the um Pitt is the other uh Pitt is the is the second best rebounding team, but we saw how how much of a difference there was between the two. So that being said, if you're going to beat those a team like that, you need to find other ways. And Jeff Capel said, "Hey, we worked on it all week long. We worked on you know you know working the trap, using our smaller guys to challenge their bigger guys, to you know to take to trap them, try to get a steal, try to force a turnover, a bad pass, and jump the lanes, and play your style of of of, uh, of basketball. Be athletic, run the floor. And that, but it's easier said than done." And that and that that's very that's something you could definitely acknowledge. So going into this 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 weekend, we need to see someone else step up, get back to having a big three. Even if the big three ends up being not the original big three of Tony and Johnson, with Champagne of course. But someone else has to step up. Will they? Well, I'll be there at the Pete Saturday night against Notre Dame. To see what happens there. Notre Dame, another team towards the bottom of the conference. This is a perfect get right game. Play your best. Come out there and execute. Before you take on these next three teams, it's going to be a gauntlet. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, it's football talk time. Because the football schedule has been released for the 2021 schedule. Who's Pitt playing and when? All that. And what and what the, the Pitt can look to right after this. So, let's talk some football real quick, because Pitt's got uh, an interesting slate of games. Now, we, we always knew the opponents for this upcoming season, but this morning, Thursday morning, on the Packer and Durham show on the ACC Network, they released all of the ACC schedules, and Pitt, of course, was among those, and we got a full sense of when of, of how things will play out and when they do. Now, if you don't remember, we already said that Pitt, we know Pitt's first four non-conference opponents next year and this is all assuming that the season's going to get pulled off i mean they pulled it off last season in the middle of the pandemic you're hoping by september that the pandemic is lessened we know it's not going to be gone away just from what you know what what scientists and epidemiologists have said but you hope that you have it more under control to the point that you can have college sports and maybe you can even have people have fans in attendance that's a whole another story we'll get into another time but here's Pitt's schedule 
Again, the first four games, we knew they started off UMass at home September 4th. Then they go on the road to Tennessee for, on September 11th. Um, then they're back home for two games against Western Michigan and New Hampshire. Now, of course, Western Michigan, New Hampshire, UMass, all those games, we don't care. Um, those are going to be all teams that Pitt better handle. And it'll be time. It'd be a time for the team to figure out who they who they are this year, because again, they lost two first team All American dudes, uh, consensus All Americans in Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver, and uh, and they're going to look to replace that. They, you know, they're, they're they're Jimmy Morrissey might be gone. We're still we still haven't heard from Jimmy Morrissey on whether he is, but I, I assume if we haven't heard it by now, he's probably going to be gone. The offensive line needs to establish a running game. Kenny Pickett's back, so maybe he can get a pass game. But this will be the time to figure out the balance on offense. Now, Tennessee, of course, they've got a new coach in Heupel. They're, they, they're going to be figuring things out by the second game of the season. But still, as an SEC opponent, um, the program hasn't been the best lately. But you're on the road. That could be a serious challenge. But I look at this schedule, and they got, they got a couple warm-ups before it starts to get really real for them. They'll be on the road again at Georgia Tech for a second year in a row. That'll be their first ACC game, October 2nd. And we saw how the running game worked against Georgia Tech. They look like they were in control of that. You'll see if that can re- happen again. Vincent Davis will be back in. It'll be interesting to see. You know, interesting to see because will, uh, you know, will Izzy Abanaconda, will he have taken over the backfield? Who will Pitt invest in there? But Pitt has to have a running game next year. It just has to happen. It feels like we're saying the same thing about the Steelers, right? But um, at Georgia Tech and then at Virginia Tech, two road games there. Not that Georgia Tech's easy, but it's not one of the bigger games in the ACC that you're going to have. So you, if you can come out, if you could dominate your your first your non-conference schedule, beat Georgia Tech, then you go on the road to Virginia Tech. You had a, they had, they played very well against Virginia Tech at home late, late, late last year. They did a very good job there. If they could come back and sh- and and start off with those games, that's a slate where if you win five out of those six, and those are and, and, and you know, and again, Virginia Tech being the tougher one, you could be looking at a, at a really good start to the season. But then it starts to get nasty. Now, four of Pitt's last six games are at home, so there, there's at least there at least there's at least that. But it starts with the big dog, Clemson, who we know you know is going to be in the top five. They're going to be bad. They're going to be bad as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're missing Trevor Lawrence, and you're like, "Well, they can't be great." Clemson's always got somebody, somebody lined up. Heck, when Trevor Lawrence got COVID and he wasn't able to play last season, they got to see their next quarterback, DJ Uyangalele. And yes, I got that right, DJ Uyangalele. I'm gonna try to keep saying that because I'm gonna have to probably say that a lot in the com- in the coming uh, years. But uh, he's their next guy. He has experience. He didn't look bad. He looked look, look elite, but he looked pretty decent, and he looked like he's gonna be a problem. So they're gonna have they're gonna have a system figured out there. You know, Dabo Sweeney's gonna be gonna be uh, knocking knock people over so there's that then they're gonna host Miami Miami competitive this is oftentimes if Pitt can beat Miami if Pitt can beat Miami that's the that's the program that can help can help you get, get over the get over the top now Pitt was you know put in a rough spot against Miami that was the first game where Kenny Pickett didn't play um because he had he had his injury that that took him out for about three games that was rough but um this would be a game that if Pitt could pull off that would that that could help them get get the really good shot at a winning record. Then you're on the road to Duke, um, and we we know Duke can be up and down with how Pitt challenges them. Uh, then they're back home with North Carolina, Virginia, and then on the road at Syracuse to finish the season. Now, 
the, the, the schedule does not seem too daunting outside of Clemson and Miami being back-to-back and both of those being home games. You know, maybe that's something good for Pitt. But as we know, it's never going to be just about the opponents with Pitt. It's going to be about how consistent can they can consistently can they play. And without two major resources on defense, we'll see how they can play. Now, I like some of the guys that are coming up this year. Deslin Alexander is uh, is a really good talent at, as an edge rusher. I think he's going to have himself a big year. He also he's been on the all academic team for the ACC uh, for a, uh, for three straight seasons. Next year, he'll make, he, if he makes it a fourth, he'll join he'll join Jimmy Morrissey in being in that crowd. Um, and I believe it was uh, Biznawadi who was the other pit player. This is the only three pit players to be on all ACC, or the all academic ACC team for four years in a row. Um, but they need guys like Kalijah Kansi, who was a uh, an ACC All American freshman, or freshman All American is the better way to say that term. But you know they need him to step up. They need the pass rush to get better um, to to balance for losing Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver. Um, we're going to see those young cornerbacks step up. A.J. Woods, Marquise Williams, we'll see them get better. Eric Hallett's probably going to be, get a role. Brandon George. It's going to be interesting. And we got, we're got going to see Wendell Davis being back. So, like, Pitt has prospects. But this is going to be a determining year. I, I, got, I gave Narduzzi a pass last year because he rebounded with the team. He had a strong recruiting class. But we need to start seeing results soon. Yes, and some of these programs right now, we still got to see how they play next year. I mean, things can change really quickly in college football. But these are these are not a slate of of non-winnable games that Pitt should not be competing in. That's not what what's what's happening right now. You know, again, they got to go through that. They, they you know, we, we, it's what we were just saying about basketball. You can't lose those games to Wake Forest. Well, you can't lose to UMass, Western Michigan, and New Hampshire. Three teams that you get at home. Tennessee, that's one thing. You know, who knows what Tennessee will be like under a new coach. And, you know, they're coming through with a scandal. But they're an SEC team. I, I can see that that being a challenge and being on the road. But then you get Georgia Tech. You know you can bang with Georgia Tech. You got to come out with a victory there. Virginia Tech's one that I think is like, okay, they they, they, they trade with the Hokies. But, again, if you're looking at, a, at the first six games and you come out 5-1 and one or 4-2, and two, you're in a good spot. They got 12 games on this schedule. You can win nine of them. I guarantee you, you all will feel real good about that, right? Yes, you will. A nine-game win season for Pitt. And if that can include, you know, a win over Miami, if that can include a win over, you know, Virginia Tech, I'm, I'm not even putting Clemson in that equation because, come on. But this has got to be the year for it. We got to see some progress from somewhere from Narduzzi. And I'm not saying uh, where else he'll get fired because we know he won't be. He'll he'll have another strong recruiting class. But the the lull that happened last season where they lost for an entire month, that has to be avoided. And I know last year had COVID and everything, and that's why again I, I wasn't I'm not going to call for Narduzzi's head, you know, during that losing streak. But I was saying that it was a state of free fall that the Pitt program was in. Paris Ford left after the last loss. And then they needed to they, they needed to rebound. And the thing is, they did. They 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 stepped up. They had a lot of young guys um, stepping up in that situation and re- really come come to the plate for the program. But now they need to see some of that come to fruition. Vincent Davis had a strong finish last year. The offensive line seemed to figure something out. The offensive line better figure something out this, this upcoming year, much earlier than the last game of the season. 
take the pressure off Kenny Pickett and those receivers. You know, Jordan Addison will be a, another year in. But this has to be a season where Pitt steps up. And I know we'll probably be sitting here next year. <laughs> we'll probably be saying, how do they mess this up? Because um, that's what seems to have happened a lot for Pitt football. But to me, this is a time for Pat Narduzzi to show his program is still growing, even when it loses big players. And if he could pull a good season out of this one, maybe it'll show that Pitt football is headed under the right direction with him there. That's our show today on the DKH2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Again, if you're listening to the show and you're liking it and you want to hear more stuff from DK Sports Radio Network, subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Also, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. When you do that, it really helps out the show, gets the word out about us. Thank you so much for what you, for, for all those who listen to us. And thank you for subscribing to DKPittsburghSports.com. You're not? Go to DKPittsburghSports.com right now. You can subscribe to our content. we got all the great coverage on the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, uh, the Pitt, Penn State. Uh, everybody we, we, we cover here in the city of Pittsburgh. Lots of great content coming to you on the network soon. Don't forget, tomorrow, Friday, we've got the live Q&A Mike's Beer Bar Happy Hour. I'll be doing that with uh, with all with all our folk. It's a fun time. You can join with us live, ask questions, get them answered. We always have a diverse group, group of uh, panelists on the show to answer all your questions from the website. So it'll be a fun time, and hope, hopefully you'll be, you'll be with us. But... Keep an eye out for, for Pitt versus Notre Dame this weekend. I'll be writing my, my, my piece after the game. Until then, H2P.